Good morning. Well, it's good to see each and every one of you. Glad you're here this morning. Page 421, or I'm sorry, 418. Page 418, Faith is the Victory. Page 418, let's stand. We'll sing all three verses. Encamped along the hills of light, ye Christian soldiers rise and press the battle ere the night shall veil the glowing skies against the foe in veils below let all our strength be hurled faith is the victory we know that overcomes the world faith is the victory faith is the victory Our sword, the word of God. We tread the road, the saints above, with shouts of triumph trod. By faith they, like a whirlwind's breath, swept on o'er every field. The faith by which they conquered death is still our shining shield. Faith is the victory. go to the fourth verse to him that overcomes the foe white raiment shall be given before the angels he shall know his name confessed in heaven then onward from the hills of light our hearts with love aflame will vanquish all the hosts of night in Jesus conquering Mr. Tim Gardner, would you open us up in prayer this morning, sir? Amen. You may be seated. Page 421, page 421, wonderful words of life. over again to me wonderful words of life let me more of their beauty see wonderful words of life words of life and beauty teach me faith and duty beautiful words wonderful words wonderful words of life beautiful words 
see everybody out today. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how God in his power can take just his words and point you to Christ and bring you to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? How powerful it is to know his word. And uh, we are so glad that you guys are here today and, and uh, we're going to preach his word and we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to sing from the uh, very soul of our heart and, and sing to him, fellowship with one another, and uh, just pray that everyone that uh, is here watching also will receive a blessing and be challenged today in their walk. And we uh, thank you for being here. And uh, it just looks like a long ways to the back, back there. Jim, are you still with us back there? All right. I, I was, we were teasing about me teasing him this week, so I just thought I'd bring up his name again. So, well, uh, <clears throat> I'm getting a little concerned. He just keeps going further back. And so, I guess he's excited about the new building and paying for one of those expensive seats. Remember how we go, $5 for the cheap seats. Now we know why Nick is right up here, right? 2500 for those back seats. So, we'll... Uh, <laughs> uh, it's good to see all you guys and, and uh, pray you have a wonderful day with us. We, we do just want to go over a few things so you can put this in your schedule and uh, make sure that you uh, have these down. DMA this week, uh, they have moved DMA up to 10 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock. And so if you guys don't mind showing up at 10, that would be great. Uh, Thane is going to be preaching next Sunday in Hayden, Colorado. Anybody here been to Hayden before? Yes, several of you. So you pray for that little church up there. They just uh, uh, called a new, a new pastor, a young man that Thane went to college with, and, and uh, they're so excited to have him coming. And so uh, you pray for Thane as he goes up there next week. So, guys, that's why he's moving that to 10 o'clock for DMA. Um, we have at the end of the, the month of August, uh, we have the Baptist Circuit Riding Missions going to be here, a uh, conference, and um, my heart has always been with the, the small uh, country churches that are all over the country, and these gentlemen are ones that are pastoring those small churches, and we want to uh, encourage them and uh, just be a blessing to them. And so that conference is on Monday and Tuesday. That will be the, the uh, 29th and 30th of August. And uh, some of those guys are going to be here that Sunday morning. So I'll point them out and you guys can just make them feel at home. I want to encourage them also um, what, what God can do. So, so often, uh, people lose lose the idea that you can pastor in small towns and, and you, you as a pastor sometimes feel like maybe you're not going to make much of a difference in a small town, but uh, God can do whatever God wants to do. I, I remember on a Wednesday night uh, many years ago, uh, our, prayer, our prayer service that Wednesday night, we had nine people. And uh, I remember when we first came there were 19 people that voted on us. And you know what you do is you just go where God, where God plants you and you watch God bless his word. And as you preach his word, it works in people's hearts and their lives and uh, changes them 
and brings them to that point where they trust Christ and what a joy it is. So I just want to be a real blessing to those guys when they get here. Uh, it, sometimes they can feel like they're all alone out there in those little towns, and we don't want them to think that at all. They're not, and want to be a blessing and help them. So, uh, And so what we're doing that on the 28th of August, some of those guys are going to be a witness for this, uh, we're having a baptismal service. And I think right now we have 26 people signed up that have trusted Christ that are getting baptized. I know I don't have everyone on the list yet either that is getting baptized. I think we're, we're going to have close to 30 people getting baptized that day. And uh, that just is such a wonderful blessing to see people identify with Christ, identify with this church, and, and to um, just walk, walk the walk, walk your faith, and let people know that you're a born-again believer and how, how joyful that it's going to be a great day. And it's going to be a great day to encourage those guys. So looking forward to that. And then we have Labor Day coming up. I can't believe we're already talking September but we are uh, just one month out of September. So, um, and also, uh, today is Matt and Kareth's one-year anniversary, and I would ask that you pray for them. Uh, they they do believe that after all of the six months of all this runaround, they they do believe it is Matt's gallbladder, and they're going to be taking it out on Wednesday. And I'd ask that you pray for him. Uh, as he goes into that surgery, and that this will fix the problem. And uh, we would appreciate prayers for them. And so, uh, happy anniversary, Matt and Kareth. So, um, also pray, f and, and it's Alice's birthday, Alice Harding. Uh, you pray for Alice. She had to have emergency hernia surgery this week, and she's at home recovering. Uh, you pray for her and, and wish her a happy birthday. Today is her birthday. So, We'll, uh, we'll do that in a moment. So <clears throat> I think that's all of the announcements that we have. And so uh, <clears throat> we do have uh, birthdays. So we have Mrs. Harding's birthday today. We have Mr. Brexton. Where is he at? There you are, buddy. Happy birthday today. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, Zach, is Zach here today? Didn't see Zach. All right. Today's his birthday. Jerrica, I know I think I saw you slip in here somewhere. Where you at? There you are. Today's her birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Miss Pam, happy birthday to Pam. Deanna, happy birthday to you. Uh, Angel, is Angel here today? Then, oh, we'll we will harass him. So happy birthday, Angel. Miss Kathy, happy birthday. Uh, uh, Ariana is the daughter of uh, the Maetas, who are missionaries in Italy. So happy birthday, Ariana. Uh, Nick, I think, yep, happy birthday, young man. God bless you. So any other birthdays today that we have forgotten? We sure didn't mean to. Yes, sir, Greg Namer, who is it? Who has a birthday? Je I got Jerrica. You wasn't listening, was it? But you were ratting her out anyway. That's good. Glad somebody's brave. Yes, ma'am. Alice? Well, happy birthday. I'm glad you're back from Arizona, and good to have you. So we're going to sing happy birthday to you. All right? Those that have a birthday, would you stand so we can sing? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
bless you guys. Amen. This is fantastic. Look at the number today. God bless you. God bless you, Nick. God bless you. <laughs> All right. Well, Guy and Sherry, you have an anniversary this week. How many, Guy? 49. Amen. Amen. Teresa and I have 33 this year. Anyone else with an anniversary this week? All right, guy. You guys and us. Happy anniversary to you. Happy anniversary to you. Happy take her on a horseback ride or no that's your present right <laughs> that you're not <laughs> all right so all you guys I took my wife to Glacier National Park for our honeymoon and we stayed in a tent it was the greatest thing because you tell her about the grizzly bears and she would not leave your side there was some, there was a little bit of sense to that, but uh, yeah, it it did make you a little nervous. You stayed in the campground, they had all the tents in the middle, and you were surrounded by all the campers. It kind of felt like you're in a wagon train, you know, and and you know, keep the bears out. But uh, 33 years, and uh, so appreciative of my wife staying with us and and uh, staying with me, staying with our. Just uh, without her, I couldn't imagine being a pastor, and uh, just truly grateful. So, all right, I don't see that we have anything else, so let's stand and welcome each other to the services today.
Come on back. <clears throat> I told several people this story. But Teresa and I got married on August 5th in, um, in Trenton, Missouri. And on that day, it was 104 degrees, 90-some percent humidity, 80-some percent humidity. My little pickup did not have air conditioning, and it had a vinyl seat. And so, <laughs> kind of a hot day. <clears throat> and so, we left there, left family, and, and headed to St. Joe, Missouri, uh, closest big town. And we were on our way to Montana, and we stopped in St. Joe because that's the closest town I could find had a motel, right? So I get to St. Joe and think it's not going to be a problem. And they had the playoffs for the, the Little League World Series that would end up being played in Pennsylvania. I went to like three motels, and there was no room. I went to the fourth one, and I said, buddy, I'll rent the janitor's closet. <laughs> Give me a room. So we finally got a room, headed out the next day, and went to Rapid City, South Dakota. Does anyone know what's going on this week in Rapid City, South Dakota? We had no idea. We're like, what are all these bikers doing on the interstate? I mean, there's bikers everywhere. You know? And then we get there, and it's the same thing. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? <coughs> we rented the room in the Dew Drop Inn, I called it. You drive up to the door, you park by the, front, the do front door of your room, and it's on the alley side, and right behind that was a big garage with about 50 bikers having a big party. I'll just take the bears in Glacier Park. <laughs> uh, uh, good memories, though. We, uh, Yeah, so good times. But, yeah, I had to tell that story, and so now... I do not go to Rapid City, South Dakota for our anniversary. Uh, we'll, we'll, unless she was to see the need to buy her husband a motorcycle. <laughs> a Harley. A Fat Bob. Would be really nice. <laughs> I think we're getting the no on that one, so we better pray and ask the Lord's blessing on the offering. Dennis, would you ask the Lord? Our dear Heavenly Father, we come to Thee thanking You for this day and the blessings that You have bestowed upon us, Lord. Lord, we just thank You uh, that we can pay off this building, Lord. And Lord, we just pray for this offering, that it meet the needs of this church, Lord. Bless the gift and the giver, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
I will not be here this week. Uh, I know most of you know already, but my grandmother passed away this past week, so uh, we'll be leaving this afternoon, going down to Arizona for my grandmother's funeral. Uh, but this Wednesday, we are going to have a guest speaker, kind of. He's, I mean, it's James Lake. They used to go to church here, but he will be here this Wednesday to teach a kind of a relationship, friendship type thing to the teenagers uh, on Wednesday night for youth group. So he needs, he'd really like to have like 25 people. He kind of needs it to get kind of a certificate or kind of a thing so he can teach this in other places. But if you have a teenager, if they can be here Wednesday night, it, it's going to be super practical. Laura and I have taught the same curriculum in the, in the public schools. Um, it's very practical. It's very helpful. Um, and I, I'm sure it'll be a help to, to your teenager. So if your teen can be here Wednesday night, 7 o'clock uh, for youth group, uh, it'll, it'll be a blessing and it'll be a help and it'll be a help to James as well. So this Wednesday, if you can have your kids here, 7 o'clock, that, that would be an awesome help. Also, no choir practice today because uh, I'll be driving. But anyway, one more song, page 531, I Know Whom I've Believed. Let's stand, we'll sing the first, second, and fourth verses. I know not why God's wondrous grace to me he hath made known, nor why unworthy Christ in love redeemed me for his own. But I know whom I have believed in and am persuaded that he is in Thank you. You may be seated. Psalm 145, 1 and 2 says, I will exalt you, O my God, the King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. I will honor your name forever and ever. 
eternity. He is exalted, the King is exalted on high. I will praise Him. He is exalted forever and ever, and I will praise His name. He is the Lord, forever His truth shall reign. Heaven and earth rejoice in His holy name. He is exalted, the Exalted on high, majesty, worship his majesty, unto Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise, majesty, kingdom Kids, you can head on upstairs. The rest of you can take your Bibles. Colossians chapter 2. We're still looking in Colossians chapter 2. Battle for the mind. Most find sometimes my mind to be as unruly as the tongue. You know, the, the tongue in James 3 tells us how hard it is to control it, and so often it, it uh, gets us in all kinds of troubles, doesn't it? And, and the Lord, throughout the scripture, reminds us and warns us of the power of the tongue. And, and I, I find so often that the mind is just about as hard to control. Um, just the battles that that takes place inside the mind and uh, we just need to <clears throat> have the Lord control our mind just like he controls other parts of our body don't we and so I pray that this can help because you see the devil knows there there's uh, the the mind is a battlefield and and he's going to go after it as much as he can and you ever catch yourself thinking about uh, I don't know, things that maybe somebody has done or said and and you start thinking too much about it and you find out you were completely wrong in your thinking. <clears throat> and it's a good reminder, isn't it? And uh, 
Um, I'm, I'm one of those that so often is guilty of assigning motives, and uh, we really do not know the motives of someone unless, it's, unless they are very direct. And, and um, when my wife is throwing a skillet at me, I pretty much know her motives. Uh, but <laughs> I don't, you never have thrown a skillet, have you? Other items, shoes, um, a glaring look. She's thrown that quite often, that glaring look. But uh, that's all right. You know, my life got a whole lot easier keeping her under control when pot became legal. I have never, nor has my wife, ever bought pot. Disregard that statement and mark that, edit that. Oh, dear. Oh. You know, there. I, I don't know if you guys are seeing this, but there was an article came out last week that now, lo and behold, they're finding out that marijuana is addictive. think we need to be careful. I think we need to be careful with allowing anything to control us or control our mind, right? I think we need to be careful with uh, the drugs, whether they're legal or illegal, the, uh, the alcohol, um, pornography, uh, other addictions, uh, whatever they may be. I, I, I I was telling the story this week, and I can't believe this. Um, I was thinking about it and how I, I had to rush a friend to the hospital. This was a long time ago. I was, we were living in Missouri, so it was a long time ago. But um, we're sitting there talking, having a great time, and all of a sudden her heart just takes off. I mean, it's racing, you know, and she's having a hard time breathing, and uh, we're 17 miles from town, panic. You know, by the time an ambulance gets there, I can be in town. So we threw her in the car, and, and away we went. And, and uh, got her to the hospital after passing a cop car along the way. And uh, he was very nice and, and met us at the hospital. But um, anyway, we got there and found out that she had drank so many Pepsis that day that she had a caffeine attack. And I mean, the things that, that we can do to our bodies. And yeah, some of you are looking around here like, <clears throat> but I, I think that we, we just need to understand that the devil knows that the mind is a powerful place. And so he's going to go after the mind and he's going to use uh, his demons. He's going to use his ability to control the environment in our world and circumstances around us and, and try to uh, control our minds. And um, we as believers need to understand that we have the most powerful tool right here. This is the tool. And we also have the most powerful God if we know Christ is our Savior, we have the most powerful God living in us in the Holy Spirit who can lead us and guide us into all truth and to keep our minds safe from so much of the junk that is uh, trying to 
declare war on us. And, and it is a war, and, it's, and uh, it, it is uh, prevalent today, and we need to guard against that. And I started in Colossians uh, chapter 2 last week, didn't get very far, but uh, in the first three verses, we saw that uh, the preeminence of Christ, remember? And, and in this, I even retitled this that, uh, first of all, we need to understand that Christ is sufficient to help us in this battle. Now, there are other tools that we can use. We need accountability. We, look, look, guys, ladies, both of you, that there are things out there, there are programs out there that can help you to guard your phones and, and guard your computers. One of those, and I don't get paid anything for this, but Covenant Eyes is a, is a great tool that you can put on your phones, you can put them on your, uh, on your, uh, your computers, and uh, it, it will filter what you are able to look at. And what it will do is you need to set up an accountability partner, someone who is there with you that uh, understands your struggles and that uh, is, is a confidant that's not spreading it all over the world, but one that you can trust. And what it will do is if you try to get on your phone or get on a website on your computer that uh, you shouldn't be on, it will immediately send an email or a text to that phone and say, hey, your buddy is having some struggles here. And, and uh, you can uh, help each other with that. We, we, need to, we need to use the tools that are out there. And whether you have an issue with those things or not, it's not bad to have those things for accountability reasons and, and to guard yourself uh, in this day and age. There are many false accusations that are made that have destroyed many people's lives along the way. And when you have uh, safeguards set up, we can find that it can be um, just a safe place. But we need to understand that in all of that, Christ is sufficient to give you the victory over the, the battle for the mind. And so we saw in verses 1 through 3 that Christ is the focus of the mind. That, that is the one that we need to focus on. He's the one that, that is all important. He's the one that can uh, help us through the, the struggles that we have. And and we saw how important that was. And, and then I believe that we started in, in this, didn't get very far last week, verse 4 and 5. But uh, we saw, secondly, that uh, we, we need to abide in the truth. And so we know that Christ is the truth. And, and we also know that Christ is the word. And so we know that, that this is God's word. And we need to abide in the truth of God's word. And those things that are good, those things that are acceptable. Well, uh, with this then, we need to beware of the voices. And you might be thinking, all right, now our preacher is talking about hearing voices. And uh, I, I'm not talking about that. Uh, some of them are audible. Some of the voices that we hear today are, are truly audible in, in our society today and telling us what we must accept as good and and what we accept as evil, and and uh, we we uh, we hear those voices all the time. They're banging the drums loudly, and and the world telling us as a as a body of believers what we should believe and what we shouldn't believe, and what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And it really isn't the world's business to uh, honestly tell us anything about how we uh, conduct our worship services and. And what we believe in the Word of God, and and uh, we we need to understand that 
we need to abide in the truth. We need to abide in the truth of God's word. And, and with that, then, beware of the voices. And in Proverbs 6 and verse 24, it talks about a bad voice. It says, uh, you, you can go back and read all of Proverbs 6. And Proverbs 7 talks about the strange woman. And, and the strange woman is a kind way in, in talking about someone uh, that is a harlot. Okay? And it says in Proverbs 6, 24, that uh, earlier it says that wisdom and understanding is important because it to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Chapter 7, verse 27 says, her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers of death. I, I pointed out a picture uh, of a famous man. It, it came up on Facebook and and I, and I showed my wife, and, and I don't know if, if she had even given any thought to it or not, but I can tell you that men see these things. And, and this guy had a, has a girlfriend that was hanging on his shoulder and, and, and a very wealthy individual. And, and I told my wife, I said, I don't want you to look at anything other than look at her eyes and, and uh, to, to see the... These are the things that guys look at. These are things that you pay attention to and, and the eyes and, and how, how the, the flattery of the eyes and how she uses her flattery of her tongue and, and uh, these are deceptive words and how we need to guard against those things. You, you can look on further in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 8 and hey, I'm just laying out the, the bare truth today and... and uh, letting you guys all know the, the problems in the battle of the mind with everybody. Proverbs 8 and verse 5. Oh, ye simple, understand wisdom. You know what the word simple means? The, the, the word simple has the idea of being open-minded, so you are open to any kind of suggestions that come along. I, 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 hadn't, I mentioned this. I I had an interview a couple of weeks ago from someone that is in college and they're, they are taking some kind of a religious course in, in a secular university and, and so they're getting the whole plethora of, of uh, uh, worship and, and beliefs and, and at the end of it I asked her, I said, so uh, you, you asked me all of these questions, has there ever been a time where you have trusted Christ as your Savior. And this was a statement. She said, well, I've always just been open-minded towards all religions. Well, that's a simple mind. I mean, it's not an insult. It's just the description of what you have in the book of Proverbs. You can go through the book of Proverbs, and, and you can see that, that uh, a statement of a simple mind over and over and over. And, and I, I'm not trying to be rude or crude about this, but Jesus says... I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. How do we know it's real? Because the Word of God is real. How do I know that the Word of God is real? Because of what it's done in my life, what I've seen it do in other people's lives, the, 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 what I've seen God use and, and has changed their lives completely, and, and the rest of it I take by faith. You either, you either believe it or you don't. You, you either believe this or you don't believe this or you believe something else. And that's what the world is trying to do, is all these loud voices is trying to get you to believe something other than the truth of what God's Word has to say. And so here in Proverbs 8 and verse 5, then, O ye simple, understand wisdom. 
And ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. And a fool is someone who, who is a spiritual dullard. They just do not care about anything that's spiritual. And, and, I, and look, I'm not calling any of you a spiritual dullard because you're here. You are searching you're, or, or you're wanting to know more about the word of God. And, but there are those around us that care nothing about anything spiritual whatsoever. And, they're, and, and ultimately, they're a fool because one day they will give an account to God. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing froward or perverse in them. You see, that's why it's so important that we guard what we say. I, 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 I don't know if it's growing older. I, I don't know if it's because our, our church continues to grow, but it, it has been brought to my attention many times by the Holy Spirit of God that I need to be careful of what I say because there are many people who are listening. And you need to make sure that you are using your words in a way that will bring honor and glory to God in everything that you do and say. And how careful we need to be with... We're, they're listening. <laughs> oh, but oh, how careful we need to be with our words. Those are good words that we see in Proverbs 8, how we need to listen to those things and, and, and have those kinds of words that, that are honoring and pleasing to God. And in Proverbs 18 and, and verse 4, it says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. And how we know how refreshing those deep waters are and the flowing brook and bringing in the fresh waters. And, and those are the kind of words that we ought to have. In Proverbs 19 and verse 27 it says, Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. How careful we need to be and make sure that we, we are comparing what is being said to the truth of God's word. In Proverbs 26 and verse 28, here it tells us a, a bad voices that are there. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it. And a flattering mouth worketh ruin. Interesting, isn't it? And, and so here as we go back to Colossians then and, and we look at this and, and we saw in the first three verses the sufficiency of Christ and then verse 4 we saw the, the, these... Uh, Beware of the voices, and it says, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. And, and there are those who want to lead you astray. And, and yes, we need to be careful. We don't need to be so open-minded that just because someone says that they are a Christian and they're a Christian leader, that what they are saying is right and true and, and biblical. Let us make sure that we compare what, compare what I say to the Bible. I have no problem with that. I have no issues with you making certain that, matter of fact, that's great accountability, that you are a student of the word and that you ask me about things that I say and, 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 and what's going on and 
those things are good. It never hurts to be held accountable. And, and you get somebody that, that gets offended when, when you are asking them questions about those things. Then, first of all, they obviously are insecure. Secondly, why are they insecure? Maybe they don't really know what they're talking about. Maybe they have something going on in their life and they know that they're wrong. I don't know what it all could be, but there's no reason to be insecure about it. If, if you're right, you're right, and, and if you're wrong, you admit it and you confess it and you apologize and you move on. And don't do it again, right? And so how we need to be careful with those things, and, but be careful with those who are just trying to lead you away and, and cause you to stumble and and not walk the way you ought to. And then verse 5, we saw the genuine voices. We saw one of those as Paul himself. He said, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit. Oh, he was there in, in an attitude of mind, and, and he wanted to be there in, in their presence, but he couldn't because why? He's in jail. And here he is writing and, and concerned about other people's welfare and not his own. We don't know that uh, only through historians and through a few words that he said do we know that he was in jail. He doesn't make a big deal of that. He's concerned about others, and, and he was joying and rejoicing in, in, in the, the steadfastness of the faith of these believers, and, and he was beholding and watching their order and, and knowing that the things that they were doing was what was in a way that was bringing honor and glory to God in, in what they were doing and, and how joy he, uh, joyous he was in, in knowing that they were trying to do things that, that were pleasing and honoring to God. I, I read this morning about Hezekiah in Second Chronicles in chapter 29 and 30. I challenge all of you to go back and read Second Chronicles 29 and 30. And it leaves us a hope for our country. It really does. And, and we see that Hezekiah was a good man. And, and, he, come, and he came in and was placed in as king. And, and he said, you know what we're going to do? We are, we're going to serve God. And we're going to bring honor and glory to God in, in what we're doing. And it's just a fantastic story of, of how he came in and, and cleaned up a bunch of junk. And got things right. And we see God blessed him for his obedience and his willing heart. And there was even one point in there that I found interesting because the, the, the Levites and the priests had to get sanctified and cleansed for themselves before they could uh, deal with anybody else. And, and so there it tells us that everybody is uh, through that, and we know because of what Christ has done now, the priesthood of the believer, every one of us can go directly to our Savior Anyway, they're, they're getting all things cleaned up, and, and it seemed like there was one place there where, where they didn't do things exactly the way that it was supposed to be done, and, and Hezekiah goes and prays to God, and, and God said, because of your perfect heart, it's okay. Isn't that interesting? Uh, the loving and merciful God and who he is, and, and you know what he wants? He, he wants us to, uh, to, to do the things that we do and, and to bring honor and glory to God. I, I, I'm tired of, you know, COVID has, has awakened me to certain things that the, the autonomy of the local church. We, we answer, you know who we answer to? First of all, I answer to God and I answer to you. 
and, and through that, because we're a family. Who do you answer to? You answer to God, and you answer to me. Together, we keep each other accountable. Okay? Together, we're walking the walk. Together, we are in this faith together. Together, we are going to, and, and we have no board of uh, somewhere off, you know, off campus here in some other corporate America or whatever. We are it, okay? The, the, the finances that we have here pays our salary, pays the building payment, pays the utilities, uh, pays for the ministries that we do. The, the missionaries that we support doesn't come from outside sources. It comes from you. This is it. And, and I praise the Lord for that. This is it. We, we're in this together. And so let's do a good job here because one day we're going to be in eternity together too. I hope. I hope you're there. I know I am. And there's no hope so to it. You either are or you aren't. And so let's make sure that you are, okay? And let's keep growing together. And, but, but anyway, I, I found that in that and, and through the through all of the junk that we saw in the last couple of years or whatever, I found that it really isn't none of my business what, uh, and I'm talking about Bible-believing, Bible-preaching churches are doing, okay? I really, hey, I, I don't care if, if they, uh, they don't have a Sunday night service, okay? If they don't have a Sunday night service, where in the Bible does it say you have to have it? Used to be, if you didn't have a Sunday school, Sunday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, bless God, you're not right and you're not fundamental. And, and uh, you know, I figured out, we're going to do what we see that God wants us to do. They'll give an account for what they're doing. We're going to do what we see that we ought to do. And, and in doing so, we keep the order that we see as honoring and pleasing to God. Our church is going to be different than any other church. Go to them and find out sometime when you're on vacation. Not now, not while you're home, you're here, okay? But when you're on vacation, go visit another church. You'll find out they can be good churches, but they're going to be different. And, and there is none like Platte Valley Baptist Church. And you're never going to find that. And so, why? Because everybody does things a little bit differently, but they do it in an order. And how we need to stay that and understand that God is not the, the God of, of chaos at all. Don't, don't be going around and being, you know, thinking that, that uh, God is not that, that God is the author of confusion. What does it say in 1 Corinthians 14, 33? For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. You know, I, I also got to thinking that if all I ever do is just keep stirring everybody up, how is that representing the God of peace? I, I can get pretty angry about the things going on in this world and the wickedness that's out there. And, and here's the thing. I don't have to be mad at everybody, but I also am not going to let the world just run over us and say, well, that's just the way it's going to be. No, we're going to take a stand. And people might think you're mean by that, but so be it. We have to earnestly contend for the faith also, but, but we also need to be able to, be able to, to preach a peace that when you can walk out of here that, that you're not ready to, I don't know, go outside and bite your steering wheel. You know, you're so wound up because of what the preacher did, you know? I mean, unless it's at the devil. I mean, we can be mad at the devil. We ought to be mad at the devil every day. We ought to hate him. Hate everything he represents. 
and hate the things that's going on that represent him, but not hate the people, right? And so anyway, the order, he, he was praising the Lord for their order and, and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. That's the thing that, that oh, how we need to work on. And, and we need to know why we believe what we believe. And we need to stand according to that. And don't let people coerce you and manipulate you and, and try to use enticing words to get you to go down a path that you know is not right. Look, if, and, and you might not be giving yourself enough credit and you might not be giving the Holy Spirit enough credit and thinking, well, I don't know that I know enough. Well, I can tell you that if you have the, the humble heart and you are trusting in the Holy Spirit and you are doing your part of staying in the Word every day, He will give you exactly what you need and you will be okay. You trust in Him, and you trust in His leading in your life, and, and you allow Him to guide you, and He will never guide you wrong. And if you have an uneasy feeling about somebody that's telling you something, and, and you're listening to their words, and you're asking the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom, give me understanding, is this right, is this true? And if there's the hairs on your neck are going up, and, and, and in your heart you can hear the Holy Spirit saying, you don't want to be doing that. Well, there's a reason for that. And stay away from it. And just understand that there are those that are coercing you. And, and be careful with that. And, and, and make sure that you listen to the truth. We just get inundated with all of these things trying to infect our minds. And so then, verses 6 through 8, and, and we're going to end with these three verses, we need to see that we need to remain rooted in our faith. This is what we would call the path to victory. Verses 6 and 7, the path to victory. If your roots, if your roots don't grow into the moist soil and, and get its nutrients, you know what you look like? That little pine tree out here by the driveway. Have you noticed that sickly little thing? How it, I bought that at Edwards, too. <laughs> Dylan's going to say, it ain't my fault. It was nice and green when you took it. <clears throat> You know what happens, though, if, if the roots don't take hold? Well, it dies, right? And, and, and how we need to, and, and I'm not against Edwards. I love Edwards, especially their meat department. And I heard Larry has been sick. Is he doing better? We prayed for Larry and Alan. Love Alan. Been our neighbor at the old church forever. So... I'm, I'm the first guy to say, if you need meat or if you need any kind of food, go to Edwards, okay? Stay away from the place where they said you needed to have, that was essential during, won't say it, I don't want to get tagged. So, support the small town. But anyway, see, I can get chased. I, I, my mind is a dangerous place to be. But we need to stay rooted, we need to, to grow in the moist soil of, of the Word of God. And, and, and you're not going to go wrong if you take the Bible by yourself, and you sit down at the table, and you open up God's Word, and you ask the Holy Spirit, you're asking God through the Holy Spirit to guide you and help you to get something from His Word today. You're not going to go wrong doing that, okay? And God will help you. And... If you come up with a question and you're not sure, call me. Send me a text. We'll study it out together. We'll see what the Word of God says and, and let the Word of God speak for itself. And, 
and you can know that you're heading in the truth of those things and, and know that, that, that God will give you exactly what it is that you need and, and you can stay rooted. And, and so here we, we see in verse 6, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. First thing, if we are going to have win the battle for the mind, you need to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Okay? You know, I, I, had, I had someone tell me that, Pastor, I want to come, but I just, I, I really got some things I need to clean up and, and, in my life. And I'm like, Mm-mm, no, no, that, that, that's wrong. I, and, and I just used the statement that we've seen used so often. And I said, you ever been to a hospital? Yeah. Why do you go to a hospital? Because you're sick, right? Yes. Well, why do you come to church? Do, does it mean that we all have it together? No, as a matter of fact, most of us are here because we don't have it together and we need help getting it together. And you look to me and you're thinking, how is he going to help me when he's a mess that he is himself? Because it's not me that's going to get you together, it's God. But together we can find out through his word and he can bring us together and, and bring us back into our, make our families what it needs to be. He can restore your marriage to where it needs to be. He can, he can bring your children around where they need to be. He can... He can give you a peace in your family and a contentment in your life and, and, and where all the chaos can be gone out of it and you can sit down at peace with your family and they can see a loving unit that the world does not want you to have. God can give it to you, but you need to be rooted. And, and the first way to be rooted is you must trust Christ as your Savior. Don't be ashamed that, that at, at this point in your life, you look at your life and think, man, I, you know, all these people, you know, I hear these people trusted Christ when they're a kid, and here I am an adult, and, and I've never done that, and, and, and you think that, so you, you let shame beat you down, or, or you let embarrassment hold you back, or, or you let your pride, well, what are people going to think about me? Who cares what people think about you? You know, there has to come a point in time in your life where you really just don't care what other people think about you. You only care about what God thinks about you. And you do what God wants you to do and, and be who God wants you to be. And, and so you, you let all of those walls down and, and you come to him with that humble, open heart and, and just lay it out to him, Lord, I'm a mess. And I'm just going to trust you to forgive me and to save me. And Lord, my faith is in totally in what you are and who you are and what you've done for me. And, and my faith is in you. And, and Lord, I trust you that you are going... To, to forgive me for what I've done, and I'm going to rely upon you to do that. And I'm telling you, you do that with an open heart and a humble mind. And you come to him and confess to him and, and cry on him, he'll save you. He'll save you. You know, it can be as simple as God save me. And if you mean that with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind, he saves you. And he'll keep you. He'll guard you. And he'll help you doesn't mean that things won't be hard in this life man we're living in that devil's world who's constantly beating down our doors but uh, he's going to show us that we have a heavenly home and that we can live here with an almighty god that can help us live in a wicked day and a wicked time and we can live in peace and and we can live in security of knowing that we're a child of god and knowing that he's got all things taken care of but it must start with you humbling yourself and trusting Christ. 
I don't care how dirty you think you are, how unworthy you are, we're all unworthy. But you got to come to Christ. Everybody has to do that. I can't do it for you. Oh, I wish I could, but I can't. But if you do so, then Christ will save you. And then so here, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, then those that have, then he gives us, he, he gives us our, our walking, our marching orders, so walk ye in him. Okay? So that means we need to be Christ-like. That does mean that we need to control our tongue. That means that we need to control our mind. That means that it ought to be a control of where we go. The things that we represent. I mean, it, 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 it entails everything about our lives that, that we are going to do what Christ would do in this body. That's what we're going to do. Whatever it is that Christ wants us to do, then that is what we are going to do. And before I get too far, I had something on my notes here, and I need to go back to it. It says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. That word received is a one-time action. It's a one-time action. There is nothing by mistake in God's word. You do not need to every day wake up and ask the Lord to save you. If you by faith have trusted in Christ as your Savior, He saved you. Quit asking for the same thing over and over and over. He has saved you. Okay? Now walk ye in Him. That's what you do. Quit dwelling on, on the worries that, that the voices are trying to tell you that, man, you can't think like that. You're a child of God. Well, why do you think Satan is after your mind? He can't get your soul, so he'll get your mind. Ruin your life. And so how we need to understand that God is a powerful, powerful, almighty, gracious, loving, merciful, holy, righteous God. And it's in the very sacrifice that Christ has done on that cross and was buried, rose again, ascended into heaven that he can show his mercy and his grace upon us and allow us into his family even though we are sinners still yet today. That's powerful. We're all unworthy. And so you come to him and when you trust him as your savior, then yeah, you know what? That's when the battle starts. And it's okay if you're struggling with things. We're here to help you. We struggle with our own things. We struggle with all kinds of mind thoughts that go through our minds or activities that we shouldn't be doing or letting our bodies do or thinking or the way we treat our wives or the way you treat your husband or the way you're raising your kids or the way you're not raising your kids. I don't know. There, there's all kinds of struggles that people are having. We're all in it together and we'll help you. Don't, don't believe the voices that are telling you, no, no, no. You know what? Quit that and... Remember, Galatians 3.26 says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. I love that. I, I, I love our church body. I, I love that you can come in here and you just are who you are. I, 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 don't, I am who I am, like it or not, and, I, and I, there are things in my life that I need to change. I'm not using that as a crutch. Still, God's working on me. And so, 
I probably shouldn't do this since I came down so hard on Jason Aldean last week. <laughs> but there's a country music song, and I, I'm going to get in all kinds. I just got blacklist off of all fundamentalist sites today. But there's a funny song that Alan Jackson says, I'm a work in progress. Boy, am I a work in progress. And don't, don't go listen to that dumb song. He's got a much better one, I Like Baloney. My wife's giving me that, she just threw that stare. <laughs> uh, aren't we all a work in progress? And can we not help each other to, to be what God wants us to be? And, and, that's, and he's telling us here, he says, so he gives a, he, he just tells, this is a good voice, okay? He said, make sure you know Christ is your Savior. If you know him as your Savior, then walk ye in him. Do the things that, that are going to bring honor and glory to him. And, and let your life be seen by that. Colossians 1 and verse 10. He says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Do those things that are pleasing to God. Not pleasing to yourself so often. The things that are pleasing to ourselves are not pleasing to God. Be pleasing to God. And, and so being fruitful in every good work. And increasing in the knowledge of God. Let's increase in knowing who God is and what he wants for our lives and, and what we're doing and, 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 and let people see and know that we are walking in the, in the fruit of the Spirit. And remember what he, Paul told the Galatians too in chapter 5, verse 16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you and and so in that, then, as you walk in him, then you are rooted, and, and so you grow those roots, and, and, and uh, these are both, these are results in being established in Christ, and it's Christ that is doing this uh, to you, uh, and, and that is what he's doing. When you spend time with God, he roots you, okay? He's the one doing the action. Once he starts, he doesn't stop. He will continue to help you, rooted and built up in him. Look over in, in Psalm 1. Powerful psalm. First three verses. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. What's the counsel of the ungodly? Anyone that's unsaved and they're giving you advice on how you ought to live, things that you ought to do. Don't listen to the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners. And where, where are we standing? We're standing with God. We stand with Him. We stand with what the Word of God says. And nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You see, that's what God wants us to do. And that's what we want to do, isn't it? So let us be careful. I, I'm telling you here that be careful of the companions that you keep. Those companions are voices. And those voices are going to be working in your heart and your life and, and trying to convince you to go other ways. And, and the Holy Spirit of God you find so often is not the loud, noisy, 
uh, waterfall that, that you can hear in the world is the still, small voice. And why is that? You have to focus, and you have to direct your attention to be able to hear something like that. God doesn't want to have to bang the cymbal to get your attention. He wants you to be walking close enough that you hear the still, small voice. You listen to him, and you do what it is that he wants you to do. And so rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Isn't it good to know who God is? Isn't it good to know that we can be forgiven? Isn't it good to know that you do not have to walk in shame? That you can confess things to God, get them right with God. Guilt and shame are not the same. Remember that. Guilt can bring you to conviction and bring you to do something different in your life. Guilt isn't always a bad thing, all right? Sometimes it can. If you keep thinking about things that you've done in the past and you know Christ is your Savior, that is forgiven. And really it's not guilt that's being brought up, it's shame. You can't stop what you've already done. You can't go back and change it. Don't live in the shame of that. It's forgiven. Move on. Be who it is that God wants you to be. All the world might try to remind you of that, and the devil himself will try to remind you of that, but move on. You don't have to live in that shame, and you shouldn't live in that shame. And then you ought to be abounding in in your faith. You ought to be abounding in, in the grace of God. You ought to be abounding in the knowledge of God, and in all of that, abounding with thanksgiving that God is doing what he's doing in your life. We're all unworthy, but he chooses to lead us, and when we trust him as our Savior, he adds us into the family of God, and he says, you know what, you're mine now, and I'll guide you, and and I'm going to take you down the very perfect path that I have for you, and you listen to me, and, and you allow the Word of God to work in your life, and you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, and, and you're going to have joy, and you're going to be rooted, and your faith will be established, and it doesn't matter what comes you're going to be okay. And why? Because the reality is that there are these false voices that are out there in verse 8. Beware. Guys, we need to be aware. We need to beware. Like the signs in Glacier, beware of grizzly bears. Anybody hear about the lady that got eaten there here a few weeks ago? Yeah, she, she goes, bear comes into camp. She Scares the bear off and thinks, I'm tough, I'm tough. Well, the bear came back. He was a little bit ticked off and ate her. That really happened. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's, I'm sure there's an application of that. You know, we can, we can tell the devil to, you, you can resist the devil that says and he'll flee from you, but it doesn't mean that he won't come back right? And so let's be careful. But here, beware, lest any man spoil you. One day, took out a bowl of cereal. I love, I love cereal. Fruit Loops, the, the Lucky Charms. And it's always the, it, it's not the real, it's the fake, because they're a whole lot cheaper, you know? And one day, and, and I don't eat just a little bowl. I taught my kids well. Tyler probably does the same thing still. But I got this white bowl, 
that's about twice the size of everything, that's my bowl. That's my cereal bowl. You know, I poured all that cereal on there and took out the milk and poured the milk all over that, took a big bite. Anybody here ever had buttermilk? Well, spoiled milk pretty much tastes the same as buttermilk. Ruined my entire bowl of cereal. Leaves that nasty taste in your mouth, and it's like, yeah, I'm done. I'll go eat a bologna sandwich instead. So that's what, here, don't, don't let them spoil you and make you useless. But it also has the idea that to spoil a city, they carry you off as bounty. They carry you off and make you captive, and they are parading around about, hey, we got another one. We got another one. I have some friends that are in the, the Mormon religion, and it's not Christian. And so I know they're good people, love them to pieces. I hope one day they'll see the truth that Jesus is God and that Jesus died on the cross for their sins. They need to call on Christ to be their Savior. And I hope one day that they'll see that. But he told me one time, he said, you know, he said some of the, the main converts in the Mormon religion are those who come out of Baptist churches. I, I want you to be grounded enough, and by, by God's grace, the more we teach the Word of God, the more you'll know to where you will never be swayed by false teaching. Just let the Word of God speak for itself. Trust in the truth of what God's Word says. Be careful of those that because what they'll do is they'll want to parade you around and say, here's another convert from the Baptist church. And we're not about that. We're just about parading you around as a child of God. Trust him as your Savior and, and let him bring honor and, uh, uh, you bring honor and glory to him in your life. And so he goes on, says, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. And so here that... The, the philosophy or those who use words. And, and they may even use uh, uh, certain arguments. I call them straw man arguments where they'll, they'll bring these things up, but it's, it's hypothetical, and it's like, you, you know what? You're bringing up something that's not true. It's not going to happen. So quit bringing those things up. And, and, and they're very uh, uh, careful in the things that they do, and they're, and they're very intellectual in what they're doing and so often trying to, uh, uh, attract you with, with the pride of intellect and be careful with that. You know, the nice thing about the gospel is that it's simple enough that a young child can understand it or the most sophisticated, most intelligent scientist out there can understand it. It is simple. There's nothing wrong with that in the idea that it is simple to understand. God has made it that way for all to understand. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Vain always has the idea of being worthless. And deceit are lies that they use to get you to believe something that is not true. After the tradition of men, it's not of God. Show me in scripture where they show you or talk to you about some kind of tradition that is taught and it's not in the, it's not in the word of God and after the rudiments of the world, the principles of the world, and it's, it's after the traditions of men, it's after the principles that the world has said, but it's not after Christ. 
let it be of Christ. Let those voices be filtered that you are hearing. Let those voices be filtered through the truth of God's Word. Understand what God's Word needs to say. Now, some of you might say, I don't know very much. That's okay. But a year from now, you ought to know more. Don't, don't be happy in your ignorance of the Word. Get in the Word. Study the Word. And then you'll find that God will guide you and direct you and, and help you to understand what's true, what isn't. And in that brings us the peace that he wants us to have. There's so much chaos, so much anxiety in people's lives today. And how God doesn't want us to live there. He wants us to live in a certainty that he is with you, that you have an eternal home in heaven waiting for you, and until then you have a God that loves you and will help you and empower you to get through this where you can lay your head down at night and be at peace. That's what he wants. That's what I want. That's what I want for all of you. So let's receive him and let's walk ye in him. And let us see him be glorified in our lives. Father, I pray you do a work in our hearts today. Maybe you already have been. Maybe there's someone here today that needs to call on you as their Savior. Maybe they already did, sitting right there where they are. Lord, I thank you for that one that's done that. I thank you for the one that's being convicted of that right now, or two or several or a dozen, I don't know. But, Lord, I pray that you stir in their hearts and that today... They just settle it. Just get it done and settled in their heart and join in the family of God and then walk in you. And Father, for all of us that have trusted Christ, help us in our walk. Help us to hear the still small voice. Let us filter out all of the loud voices that are trying to lead us down every other kind of path that is out there and let us just listen to you. And find you to be sufficient. You can give us victory over whatever it is, and I pray that you will. And I pray, Father, that as we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, we see victory. We see your blessings. We see it filtered down upon our marriage, our families, and even in our job and all around us. And Lord, we just continue to see the power of your word and power of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We'll give you the honor and the glory. Guide and direct us in decisions that need to be made and those that have been made. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Only trust him, 541. Let's all stand as we sing. Do you know him? Have you trusted him? Are you trusting him today? Let's make sure that we're just right where we need to be.
is to know you can trust him. He'll always be true to his word. And I do pray for all of you. Hope that you have a great day today. We'll be here tonight. Brother Gary will be preaching tonight on the importance of the local church. And uh, that's at 5. Love to have you here. Pray for Wes and Laura as they travel to Arizona this week and back. And pray for one another and uh, continue to reach out for one another. Continue to pray for the Initiative 56 that it will get on the ballot and that uh, we will uh, see some great things happen uh, through that also. So let's pray. We'll be dismissed. Father, we thank you for this day. Pray, Lord, you do a work in our hearts and guide us and use us, Father, in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.